that was the classic opening music to A Christmas Story, released in 1983. This is our special holiday Christmas episode of Classic Movie Reviews, and we sort of broke our own rule. Uh, We've been staying with movies that came out in 1979 or before, but we just can't resist. We've got to review uh, A Christmas Story. This is Matt Johnson coming to you from uh, Seattle, Washington today. And Bob Johnson in Los Angeles welcoming you all back to Classic Movie Reviews. You can find us on iTunes by typing in Classic Movie Reviews. And we have our own uh, website, www.classicmoviereviews.net. And you can find us on Facebook looking for Classic Movie Reviews. And uh, this is our... 85th podcast, and uh, they're uh, free of charge. Anyone can listen, and we have listeners from all over the world. So we want to welcome everybody and and, uh, say a happy uh, holiday. I don't think it would be the holidays without this Christmas story film. It really wouldn't. It really wouldn't. I think... I think it was an instant classic when it it was released in the theaters. Did Did we go see this in the theaters when it came out? Do you remember? Yes, we did. We did indeed. Um, it came out in November of 1983, and we would have gone to see it at that uh, theater that's over in Factoria. I can't remember the name of it right now. It's still there. Yeah. Is it still there? It's still there. It's changed hand of, hands a few times. I think it's now one of those theaters that has those real big reclining seats. I don't think they serve like a full uh, dinner or lunch menu, but... It's kind of like one of those uh, newer setups where you feel like you're in your living room almost. Oh, we were, uh, Nancy and I watched The Martian in Chicago in a theater like that. It was like our living room. They had leather recliner seats and food. It was hard to stay awake. Yeah, there's a theater There's a theater in Portland that's actually called The Living Room, and they play kind of off-mainstream uh, market movies, and uh, so it's... You know, sometimes they're older movies or they're movies that kind of run the art house scene. But uh, it, they actually have the, the room, the, the theater's kind of set up like a living room. Wow, that would be nice. Yeah. I'd have trouble staying awake. Seriously, get me a blanket and a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the, uh, the usual statistics on the uh, movie. All right, well, drop it on us. Let's, let's hear it. Well, it was it was uh, released by MGM United Artists in November of 1983, and it made an enormous amount of money. The budget was 3.2 million. It made box office 19.3 million, but it's been done far more than that since then. And uh, let's see, it ran about an hour and a half, and it was a huge hit from the beginning. And I think it's kind of the real, real-time real story, I believe, of uh, Gene Shepard. Either Gene Shepard or Bob Clark. Bob Clark was the director. And uh, sadly, uh, Mr. Clark was killed in a traffic collision about six, seven years ago here in Los Angeles, I think. But he's also well-known for that film that we were talking about before we began, Porky's from 1982, Another classic. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Every time I see this movie, I, rem- I remind myself that that could be me. Are, are we talking about a Christmas story or Porky's now? Oh, <laughs> <a> Christmas story. <laughs> okay. My high school years were much much more uh, sedate than the ones in Porky's. I, I, think, were... I think most people's were. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it funny. Yeah. Uh, well, what I love about this movie is it, it's got to be Peter Billingsley as Ralphie. I mean... He is just so he just so embodies a kid at that age regardless of if if it's in the 1940s or even today I think it's that that kind of magic of Christmas and that feeling that you have when you ah it's just that one thing that one thing that you want for Christmas and you know people are like it's too expensive or you know in this movie you're you'll shoot your eye out <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough he tried <laughs> I mean that that line you'll shoot your eye out. You just you say that and people immediately know what you're talking about. I also liked uh, his dad, Darren McGavin. I have yet to figure out the uh, the language he was using when at various times he had to either repair the furnace or change a flat tire. Little picture. It's a clinker! That blasted, stupid furnace, that gummit! wove a tapestry of obscenity that, as far as we know, is still hanging in space over Lake Michigan. It was X-rated, but it was in another, it was in, maybe it was from uh, Star Trek or something like do you think, that. Do you think that, that, that the, you know, kind of like in the Peanuts, when the cartoon, the Peanuts, when the adults are talking, it's like this, uh, sounds that they make you know but it's not real language i wonder if to little kids ears that's kind of what swearing sounds like is like exactly like what ralphie's dad <laughs> sounded like it probably does he doesn't even have a name in the movie his 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 uh, credit is old man parker <laughs> i know another highlight i know we're, we're not doing this in a linear fashion but another highlight for me is uh the Bumpus's dogs. <laughs> That's the worst. How many dogs did dogs. they have? Like they had a pack of dogs. It's like oh. the it's like the worst neighbors you could have, and they had like four or five of these mangy dogs that came over and stole all their food. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And then and then uh, his mom is uh, played by Melinda Dillon, and uh, her her character is just Mother Parker. So there's Mother Parker, the old man Parker. And Ralphie. And Ralphie. I didn't realize this until just now, but uh, Gene Shepard, who is the writer, was the voiceover of Ralphie as an adult. Interesting. Oh, that's right. I remember reading that just the other day. 
Now, I typically don't like movies that have a lot of voiceover work, but in this case, it's 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 perfect. It's like somebody sitting down with you over a cup of coffee, maybe in front of a fireplace, telling you the story of this one Christmas when I was a, a kid. And it, it just it feels like somebody's just telling you a story as you're watching the film. The opening is wonderful. They're, they're going to the stores. I believe it's a city in Indiana. I don't know that for sure, but I believe that is mentioned somewhere. And he's looking, they're all looking in the window. Yep. Of the department store. And, <laughs> yeah. And Dean Shepard is telling us like he's reading that little boy's mind. And that, the little boy reminds me of me because I had those same glasses and kind of that same shaped head. Well, I guess I still have the same shaped head. <laughs> I didn't change it. But he's just, I think of him as like my alter ego. I totally think of him as your alter ego too. It's like a, it's like a little time traveling snapshot of what life was like in Lewistown or Billings or something like that. A, a small uh, town somewhere in the middle of the country. Yeah, it's great. This, the, I thought it was really fun too to watch what went on at their uh, school. Yeah, that was cool too. That schoolroom was so dark <laughs> it was it, we would when it got really cold like like this morning in Lowestown it was six below I, I can see that on my iPhone now and when it was that cold we would try to put our tongue on anything metal to see what would work did you double dog dare each other to do it no we didn't we didn't use that term you're full of beans and so's your old man oh yeah yeah says who says me oh yeah yeah I double dare you the exact exchange and nuance of phrase in this ritual is very important. Huh, are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole, that's dumb. That's cause you know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh yeah? Yeah! Like double dog dare ya! Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple really dog dare. I triple dog dare you! Hmm. Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. All right, all right. But I figured out how to get my tongue free. <laughs> don't, don't rip it off. There's a skill. There's a skill you really need in California. Well, I think when I was that age, I was either, we were either in, uh, bismarck or chicago but in either case it got to be cold enough where you know you'd, you'd be warned don't don't put your tongue on the playground equipment you know like the teachers would be like don't do that and if you do don't rip it off i, I clearly remember that they might as well be saying have fun putting your tongue on the metal yeah, i know you're like what? <laughs> why wouldn't i do that oh let's go try it <laughs> the old man parker is a classic he he seems to be really kind of caring and, and and friendly, but he's just a grump at times. It's it's amazing. Oh, oh my God. gosh, yeah, he's he's like he seems like a good dad, but at the same time, he's got some issues. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Some of which we'll never know because the movie never changes. Then I've probably seen it twenty times. It right. comes out the same way. Um, uh, and 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 poor Ralphie kind of lives in fear of his dad a little bit. Like when they, uh, he, on the one hand, he sort of idolizes his dad and wants to be uh, kind of like his dad. But then on the other hand, he's he lives in fear of him. 
when they have to stop at the side of the road because they get a flat tire. Actually, my old man Luff, he always saw himself in the pits at the Indianapolis Speedway in the 500. Uh-huh. Yeah. My old man's spare tires were actually only tires in the academic sense. They were round, they had once been made of rubber. Ralphie, yes? why don't you go help your father? Really? Can I? Yeah. Watch the traffic there. Okay. It was the first time that it had been suggested that I go help my father with anything. What are you doing here? M Mom said I should help. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay, sit down here. Squat down. Yeah, that's it. Hey, I'll hold this here. No, not that way, not that way. Go on, come on, rat trap. Pull it like this, eh? Oh, like this. If I want to put the nuts in it. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Nice four of them. And we got it. <laughs> ah, like there it is. Oh, I get that dirty mark. Bling, bling, bang, bang. There we go. And... Oh, for one brief moment, I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone. Oh. Fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words. And that's the one time when he actually swears, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And boy, does he pay a price for that. Yeah, he gets real real familiar with the taste of soap after that. Yep. Old man Parker could say whatever he wanted when he was fixing the furnace. Yeah, it's not, not, very, not very enlightened of the parents to realize that uh, maybe... Ralph picking up on a few of those words, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> another favorite is uh, when they go to see Santa Claus at uh, the department store, and I, I forget the name of the department store right now. But they stand in line, and then they get up to, to the they get up to uh, Santa, and and the elves are like they're kind of freaky and scary. Yeah, yeah, they which the I, again I think is like. You have to take this whole movie from the perspective of Ralphie, right? So, like, I'm sure if you're an adult, you're looking at that thinking, oh, it's fine, but from a kid's perspective, it's terrifying. Come on, kid. Ho, ho, ho! Come on! Come on up, come on up there! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Then what's your name, little boy? Hey, kid. Hurry up. The store's closing. Come on. Listen, little boy. We've got a lot of people waiting here, so get going. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? <sighs> My mind had gone blank. Frantically, I tried to remember what it was I wanted. I was blowing it, blowing it. Come on, kid. 
How about a nice uh, football? 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 What's a football? <laughs> Without conscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Okay, get him out of here. A football? Oh, no! Okay, what was I doing? Wake up, stupid! Wake up! No! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It is. I remember the first time I met Santa Claus. I, I was younger than Ralphie in this movie. It freaked me out. I, I was screaming and crying because here's this great big guy in a red suit with a beard. I, who the <laughs> hell is that? I mean, so many, so many uh, Christmas photos with my kids, where like one or all of them are crying when they were younger, right? Like little, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure oh, they were terrified man. as well, and we're, you know, subjecting oh, them to this. They, uh, but it, what, what the best part of that scene though with Santa Claus is that he's he's uh, ask he Santa asks him, well, what do you want for Christmas? And he said, well, I want a Red Ryder BB gun, and Santa's like. Well, you should try out, kid. And and the look on Ralphie's face was like, no. Oh, and he's like, he's like hanging on. He's going down that slide, and he's hanging on. And Santa steps on his fingers to get him to go down the slide. How terrible is that? Well, and wasn't wasn't that scene a little bit after like his his parents had told him that he he would shoot his eye out? I could feel the Christmas noose beginning to tighten. Maybe what happened next was inevitable. Ralphie. What would you like for Christmas? Horrified, I heard myself blurted out. I want an official Red Rider carbon action two inch Wayne's ball air rifle. Ooh. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh no, it was the classic mother BB gun block. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Like like this is like the third or fourth time that somebody's told him he's gonna shoot his eye out with this BB gun. Yeah. When he, when he goes to see Santa. Didn't his teacher say something? And about his teacher that? said something. Yeah. General, you did very well. However, I was disappointed in the margins. Oh, this is it. C plus. Oh no, it can't be. C plus. C plus. Oh no! You shoot your eye out? Mm. My mother must have gotten the Miss Shields. There could be no other explanation. You'll shoot your eye out! You'll shoot your eye out! <laughs> Was there no end to this conspiracy of irrational prejudice against Red Ryder and his peacemaker? So he's Is getting like. All the, all the adults in the movie are basically telling him, forget it, you know, you're not gonna, this isn't happening. I can't remember the, the time frame now exactly, but when they get into that fight with the tormented uh, bully. Oh, and, 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 and like Ralphie's just come to the his wit's end? Yeah. Well, first of all, when I was going to school, my folks had so many clothes on us, we looked exactly like they did when they were walking down that street. I mean, you could barely totally bundled move. up, yeah. Yeah, oh my. And it was all wool, you know, so it was really hot and heavy. Was it the kind of thing but, where your mom would get you all bundled up and then you'd be like, um, I need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Thankfully, I never got into it with uh, the bully that, that uh, Ralphie. Ralphie took care of business. Not only did he take care of business, but, man, he let fly with those uh, swear words during that whole thing, didn't he? <laughs> he'd, he'd, learned, he'd learned from old man, old man Parker. And, and, and I think his mom had kind of, like, uh, realized that, uh, you know, Ralphie was <laughs> not doing well and didn't say anything. Remember when they were sitting around the dinner table that night and his dad comes home, old man Parker? Oh, yeah. Like, well, tell me about your day. And mom looks at Ralphie and Ralphie looks at mom and, and mom's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing, no big deal. <laughs> and, and at that his moment, Ralphie was, was yeah, Ralphie was so grateful. I can't remember what the sequence when they got those terrible pajamas. Was that before the Bumpus Dogs or after? The last scene of the movie is when they're at the Chinese restaurant, right? That's because the Bumpus' dogs came in and stole the turkey. So I think that the scene with the rabbit costume was earlier in the day before they were going to have dinner, right? And they got their they got their gifts, and uh, even Old Man Bo- uh, Parker said, "Don't don't don't make him put those on." And they came downstairs in that outfit. Oh my God! I I never had one like that. I would I would never have gotten over that. Well, now Holy you can smoke. buy those. You can buy those as in adult sizes. I saw somebody wearing one in <laughs> Seattle the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I'm going to pass on that, baby. Oh man, I I'm well, I'm, they I'm were terrible. I'm somewhat uh, wanting to have one. <laughs> I think it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I saw your I saw your photo on Instagram in Portland. Oh, during the snowstorm, uh, where you were bundled up like you were going, you were going to the Antarctica. I felt like it. I tell you, that was a long it walk. It was really cold. It was. It was windy. Man. too. I'll put that photo on the on the show notes so people can see. <laughs> well, what, we're missing some we're missing some highlights. I think. Uh, remember how he 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 loves the old time radio. Remember how he loves old-time radio? And there's one show that he just can't miss because they're going to do the secret decoder ring. Remember? Oh, yes. I, I sent away for one of those. Maybe not that particular one. Were, were you just as disappointed as he was at the message? <laughs> 90 seconds later, I'm in the only room in the house where a boy of nine could sit in privacy and decode. <laughs> Ah, B. <laughs> I went to the next. E. The first word is B. S. It was coming easier now. U. <laughs> Come on, Come on Ralph. Man, I'll be right there, Ma. Gee whiz. G. O. Be sure to. Be sure to what? What was little orphan Annie trying to say? Be sure to what? getting closer now. The tension was terrible. What was it? The fate of the planet may hang in the balance. No! Granny's gotta go! I'll be right out! almost there! My fingers flew. My mind was a steel trap. Every pore vibrated. It was almost clear. Yes, 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 yes! Be sure to drink your oval tea. Ovaldine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. I 
went out to face the world again, wiser. <laughs> no, mine was great. I got mine from uh, Hopalong Cassidy radio show. Oh, okay. And it finally arrived about two weeks later, and it was really cool. So it didn't. It didn't. Dis- I think it lasted the- about two weeks. So the message wasn't drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I forgot. I no, unfortunately. Well, or fortunately, mine was just a ring. It was sort of a cheesy plastic kind of thing or metal. I don't know. My finger didn't turn green. So it, it did or didn't turn green. It did not. No, oh, it didn't. Okay. Uh, That's good. The thing I love about this movie, though, besides all the funny things like we've been talking about, but you, you get these little glimpses of what ralphie's life was like as a kid and it's like a perfect synopsis of what is like what it's like to be that age so you've got like your group of friends that you hang out with and you do things and you might get in trouble and you know it's like those are your buddies and then you've got like at home you've got you know i can't wait to get home and this old-time radio show that i want to listen to or you know i want to help my dad with this thing or you know we're going to go to the shopping center and you know it's just like they pick like the perfect examples of what it's like to be growing up in that time or even, you know, maybe any time really. But, uh, I just love it. It it resonates so well with me because I was of the same age. He was nine when this was taking place. That's about when I was, I remember in the third grade, I had gotten really sick for a couple of weeks and I had to miss school. So my folks found me a tutor for after school when I went back in the third grade and one afternoon, I had to get home to listen to uh, The Lone Ranger or Sky King. And I made up this cockamamie story that I had to get home. And she let me go, and I got home in time to, <laughs> to listen to this radio <laughs> Nice. Well done. <laughs> uh, so, it's, I mean, I, I, I identify with Ralphie more than I do with Old Man Parker. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. Oh, for sure. I definitely identify with Ralphie, too. I, I wonder, I mean... It'd be, I'd be interested to know if anybody identifies with Old Man Parker. I mean, I guess there's parts of it as being a dad where you kind of like, I could, I could kind of see some of myself in him. But he's so odd, though. You know, like when he, uh, we can't, we can't <laughs> not talk about his, uh, his special prize that he gets in the mail. Oh, that, that's true. That's another highlight that we skipped, didn't it? Uh, didn't we? When it came, and well, first of all, can you imagine anything? coming to you today packed like that was in, in, in a crate in a wood crate oh my goodness heck no that's probably how they did it back then but i i i'm amazed well why don't you describe that because it's it's wonderful his gift his surprise was was amazing yeah so they're all they're kind of sitting around the living room just having a nice quiet evening at home and then uh, a delivery person comes to the door uh and uh hands him the slip and then has to go back out to the truck i think to get the actual whatever it is and as they're waiting uh old man parker is like spinning up this story of what he's won (laughs) he's won a major award and what he thinks it is is he thinks it's a bowling alley (laughs) and and, and and mother parker's like well how would they deliver a bowling alley he's like well no they would just send the deed And then <laughs> in a big crate. In a, so then the the crate the crate arrives and it's 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 huge. I mean, it looks like a coffin or something. It's gigantic. 
and and they're just like all in awe of how big this thing is and they open it up and as they're tearing through it there there's this uh, level of suspense about this major award what could it possibly be and then they pull it out and it's it's a lamp that's in the shape of a lay a woman's leg with like this uh these tight this tight on it sort of this like uh sexy you know leg lamp essentially it is here. Yeah. You Parker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sign here. Right? Yeah. Well, what is it? I don't know. What's in it? Here. Bring it in, huh? Okay, boys. Haul that on in, sir. Move the chills. Yeah, yeah. Bring it right on in. Right here. Bring it ahead. Straight ahead. That's right. Right. Okay, bring it right, right on in, fellas. That's it. There we go. No more. No more. That's it. Watch the lady. Thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas. Get the crowbar and a hammer, Ralphie. Come on. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. There we go. Jeez, really. Did a job on this, you know. us and the statue. Holy smoke, would you? Do you know what this is? This is a lamp. It was indeed a lamp. Isn't that great? What a great lamp. And old man Parker is absolutely uh, in love with this thing and wants to put it right in the front window, <laughs> remember? Right. Whereas Mrs. Parker is shielding Flick's eyes so he's not... <laughs> Permanently, permanently damaged by Satanism. because because that would damage him as opposed to uh, old man Parker's constant swearing, right? So, <laughs> and old man Parker it, on the crate it says fragile, and old man Parker says, "Oh, it's fragile." Must be it's, Italian, it's like it was something special. <laughs> yeah, it's Italian, and, and and Mother Parker's like it says fragile, like <laughs> just totally oh, deadpan. God. Oh, uh, and then of the course, and then and then that lamp lasts about two minutes in that front window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's parts of there's parts of uh, Old Man Parker that's very reminiscent of uh, William Bendix in the 1940s. He had a radio show and then later a television show called The Life of Riley. All oh, right, yeah. And old William William Bendix. 
politics was totally out of it. He was like Mr. Old Man Parker. He never got it. He never got anything. I um I I, I think it's the other thing I find interesting about this movie, not I mean besides all the funny scenes and things that happen, but again it's like a it's like uh, looking back in time. They did such a great job with the the design of the film um, around the the look of it, right? Like it really looks like it's 1940s. Oh, definitely. Everything about it. Those old cars. The way that they have Everything. to get heat from coal, you know, like how they have that coal in the basement and then something goes wrong and, and old man Parker's down in the basement shoveling coal and then something kind of explodes or something and coal dust goes everywhere. And, yeah. and he's swearing yeah. like a storm. Oh man. And this black smoke. Like, Again, I, I, I really uh, connected to that because we had a coal furnace in the basement and my brother and I had the job of putting coal in the hopper and taking out what they called the clinkers, which was what was left over and you had to take them out to the back driveway so they'd be picked up in the garbage. And, uh, and so what I see is I'm thinking, that, that could have been my dad. Yeah, totally. Is that oh, clink, my, clinkers? I, uh, I've heard that word before. I think it that's interesting. Is that where that word comes from, clinker? I don't know. I, I've heard it in sports terms where they'll say, boy, that was a clinker of a game. While we're uh, reminiscing about, uh, sometimes I get confused that this might be a movie about me and family, that my dad was not Old Man Parker. But I found that the film is set in... Holman, Indiana, a fictionalized version of Shepard's hometown of Hammond, Indiana. So it was in Hammond that he grew up, and it's about his life uh, growing up there. A very funny story about his life, actually. Is there anything in this movie that when you're watching it, you're going like, well, that doesn't quite land right with me, or that's not quite true, or that I wish they hadn't put that in the movie? Well, I think the elves that were helping Santa Claus were different than the ones I remember. They weren't that evil-looking. I think that's one thing. Uh, well, do you think that they were just evil-looking through Ralphie's eyes, though? Like, like you have to take it from his perspective. Yeah, probably so. But other than that, though, I, although my father never swore like that when he went down to fix something in the basement. He was a plumber, so he's probably used to that kind of thing. But I don't remember him. He kept it. He's, he he kept his swearing uh, for use when he played golf. After he had a bad shot, <laughs> it was like, oh boy. One time we were this. I really digress. We were playing golf, and on the seventh hole, he had this bad shot, and he took his seven iron and he threw it. It looked like a helicopter. <laughs> it went about sixty yards through the air. My brother and I are playing with him, and I'm thinking. I don't think that we could do that. It probably went further than his shot. <laughs> he was very upset. Oh my! So the last, so the last scene of the the last scene of the movie is that the Bumpus's dogs come in and they they <laughs> right during Christmas dinner and they run off with the Christmas turkey and it's total chaos and then the dogs leave and the kitchen is a complete disaster area. So they all decide that screw it, they're going to go have dinner out. And the only restaurant open in town that night is the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I never uh, spent Christmas in Hammond, Indiana, but uh, nowadays you could end up going to Arby's or something. Well, yeah, lots of stuff are open on Christmas 
uh, Eve now, but um, I guess the one... I, I have to take it in the context of the movie, and it, it's the 1940s, but the one note of the film that that bothers me a little bit is that <laughs> the owners of the Chinese restaurant sing fa-la-la-la-la, but they can't pronounce their L's. So yeah. So far ra 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 and, yeah. and uh, you know, that's such a stereotype. Um, it's been a stereotype. It's it's one that I've seen in other movies. Um, well, plus, I was I was very impressed by the way he chopped off that duck's head. Yeah, right at the table. Uh, back to the kind of the overall feel of the film. I love it because it takes it takes me back to a time when I was at the age he was, at about the same time, within five or six years. And uh, they really captured the winter, the winter weather. And they, and remember when he was out shooting the BB gun in the back. Or pretending to shoot the BB gun and getting the bad guys. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I would have done that, but it was not with a BB gun. It was with an old board. And just an old board, just a plain old board from wall making. Yeah, the kids and I, we'd all think we were fighting with weapons. For sure. I mean, that's just like part of growing up. I think for a lot of kids. Uh, Apparently, that that Red Rider BB gun is still made today. Or you remain. You can find it today. Oh, I'm sure. Like that, it's classic now. Even you know from the movie, people still know. Wow. About it. I I definitely give this movie a ten. And there's just that one split second scene at the end that I think could be taken out. But other than that, I love every single scene of this movie, and it's just so great to go back and watch it and kind of get just absorbed into that into that story again every year. I I went back and forth between a nine and a ten. So I went nine and a half. But that's seriously went back and forth between a nine and a ten? You said it was gonna be a ten last week. I know, but I when I watched it again I the the elves kinda were bothersome to me and uh but I I'll go with a ten. Oh well don't well don't let me don't let me put pressure on you or anything. I mean when it's on TNT or TBS, I'll watch it a couple of times here. I just love it. So it'd be It'd be crazy for me to say I didn't give it a 10 because I love it. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, that was a Christmas story. And uh, since we probably won't get another episode out before the end of the year, I just want to wish everyone a really happy new year and a good holiday. And coming to you from Seattle, this is Matt Johnson. And from Los Angeles, it's Bob Johnson wishing you happy movie watching and happy holidays. Oh, honey, come over here. Look at this. Oh, is that beautiful? Oh. Christmas gift I had ever received or would ever receive. 
Gradually, I drifted off to sleep, pranging ducks on the wing and getting off spectacular hip shots. Yeah, that'd be my guess. I, I, I don't know why I vacillated between a 9 and 10 during the radio be, uh, review because it's a 10 to me. Maybe I was, I had the pale, a halo effect of the of the Chinese restaurant and those Christmas elves. Those Christmas elves are creepy to me every time I see that movie. Well, I think they're supposed to be. I must have had a bad experience with one somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very deep in your psyche. It's frightening. It's frightening. 